This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, Give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N. And while on my website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, though Social Security was initially conceived as a source of essential retirement income for American workers, the program has broadened to provide financial protection for families. In 1939, four years after the program's birth, President Franklin Roosevelt signed legislation that provided benefits to widows and minor children. Now, Through the years, survivor benefits have become gender neutral to cover both widows and widowers as well as divorced spouses. According to the AARP, survivor benefits currently cover about 5.8 million Americans. So that's about one out of every 11 Social Security recipients. So these payments are calculated using the deceased loved one's lifetime earnings. So during today's show, we're going to examine some of the crucial things you should know about Social Security survivor benefits. But before we get into that important subject, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who foolishly continues to insist that Mounds is a poor choice for our past Halloween candy here. (laughs) Hey, Tony, what's going on, buddy? I don't know about mounds. Uh, I, I, no kid <laughs> hopes to find some weird coconut thing in their trick or treat bag, though. I don't think. But true. true. Hey, <laughs> when it comes to the topic you picked for us today, Albert, I think this is a good one because we talk a lot about Social Security on the show. It's a mm-hmm. huge part of uh, retirement income planning, but I think it's at a high level, uh, and so I'm glad when we have a chance to dig in to a a section of Social Security and break it down for our listeners. I know you love to educate and help our listeners out there just like you do your clients, and uh, that's going to be great. Um, We were talking football before the show. Um, Detroit won. That's good. The Vikings, (laughs) my Vikings won. That's good. So uh, Green Bay was defeated. Uh, Anytime anytime, uh, Detroit and Minnesota win and Green Bay loses is great in my book. That's a great weekend. You got it. (laughs) That really is. So um, this topic, though, uh, this is a good one. Social Security benefits. uh, It is. Some things that we need to know and that the spouses need to know. know, Uh, The true uh, facts and information on this. So. We're going to begin with an AARP article, Social Security Survivor Benefits, 10 Things Spouses Need to Know. Now, this has some great insights that I think is very important for our listeners. So let's go right to the first one. Uh, In fact, uh, 
the article notes that in many, but not all cases, you're eligible to receive survivor benefits at age 60. Now, but there are circumstances in which you can begin taking survivor benefits before age 60. Surviving spouses may be able to start taking benefits at age 50 if they're disabled and at any age if they're caring for a child of the deceased beneficiary who is younger than 16 or is disabled and is accordingly entitled to childhood benefits because of it. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, you know, I think that this is really important, and I, I like this uh, Social Security, uh, e- though, even under the best of circumstances, is like walking through a maze. Uh, there's so many deadlines, rules, regulations, nuances. So dealing with survivor benefits, I think, makes it even more important to work with somebody like yourself. I like the fact that uh, you know, we don't have to go it alone. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that's a very fair point there. Um, in fact, uh, what you should be thinking about next uh, with your uh, survivor benefits is that there is no deadline to claim them. You know, that means you don't need to feel pressured to apply for them within a set time period after your partner's death or even at your earliest eligibility age. In fact, in many cases, you can decide when you want to begin taking them or whether to even claim them at all. Essentially, you can do whatever fits best with your financial strategy and goals. Now, with that said, you should promptly report your partner's death to the Social Security Administration. You know, funeral homes and similar entities will often take care of this step for you. But if not, you can call Social Security's national hotline at 1-800-772-1213 to report the death. Again, that number again is one 800 Seven seven two one two one three. Now, you may also report the death to your local Social Security office if you prefer. And then also note, reporting your partner's death may also trigger a one-time $255 death benefit for the surviving spouse. That one-time payment doesn't affect future survivor benefits. Interesting. So does the deceased person already have to be claiming Social Security? before they pass in order for their surviving spouse to receive survivor benefits? That's a great question. In fact, uh, you may begin collecting survivor benefits even if your spouse hadn't started claiming their benefits prior to the passing. In fact, in this scenario, survivor benefits will often be based on the amount of the late spouse's full retirement benefits, which is the amount they would have received had they waited to file at their full Social Security retirement age. Now, currently, the full retirement age is 66 years and four months for those born in 1956, and it gradually rises to age 67. Now, if the deceased spouse had worked past their full retirement age without filing for Social Security, the subsequent survivor benefit grows to adequately reflect the delayed filing credits the deceased spouse would have been entitled to. Sure. So I'm guessing there's nuance, though, with regard to a late spouse's whole benefit amount, right? Yep, that is right. Uh, In fact, uh, widows and widowers are entitled to 100% of their late spouse's benefit if they claim survivor benefits at their own full retirement age. Uh, As the article explains, the full retirement age is different for survivor benefits and is currently 66, but will slowly rise to 67 during the next handful of years. Right, and I think that... uh, 
That's interesting, but what does that mean for those filing earlier? Well, at age 60, you may collect 71.5% of what your former spouse's spouse uh, was receiving each month or would have been entitled to receive. Now, from there, that percentage goes up in stages for each month you put off filing until your own full retirement age. Now, be aware that any reduction you face for taking benefits early is permanent. And then you'll also receive 71.5% if you claim benefits in your 50s as a disabled surviving spouse. For those younger than 60 who claim survivor benefits because they're caring for a deceased person's children, the percentage there is a fixed 75%. So the fact that these percentages vary based on your choices, that's a great reason to work closely with the financial services professional. Yeah, right there. That's the reason. And speaking of that, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Albert. Oh, for sure. You guys can always visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office at 586-752-7008 and we can discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your retirement income. All right. Well, that's awesome. And You know, we're talking about eligibility for Social Security survivor benefits, time limits, varying benefits amounts based on your filing age. There's a lot to this. What do you have for us next? You know, let's stick with the AARP article, Social Security benefits, uh, survivor benefits, 10 things spouses need to know, uh, which next explains that you can't apply for survivor benefits online. You can only apply for survivor benefits at your preferred Social Security office, either in person or over the phone. You can also contact the Social Security hotline again at 1-800-772-1213. Now, oddly, unlike with retirement and disability benefits, there isn't an online application option. Additionally, if you were already collecting spousal benefits prior to your partner's death, Social Security will automatically convert them over to survivor benefits once they've been alerted about the death. Yeah, I think a lot of people, even those of us who could reasonably be called older Americans, have gotten used to doing the bulk of our financial paperwork online. So hopefully Social Security provides an online application option for survivor benefits soon. I I, you know, I know our government can be kind of slow <laughs> to catch up with the times, but uh, <laughs> online applications would be good. In the meantime, I know that you uh, would be able to help people with this process. Definitely. Definitely. Um, the next thing that you, AARP wants you to know is that you can't collect a survivor benefit and a retirement benefit at the same time. You know, if you're eligible for two different Social Security payments, both as a retiree and a survivor of a retiree, for example, Social Security calculates which payment is bigger and provides you with that amount. Now, along those same lines, if you're in the unfortunate position of being widowed twice, you aren't able to collect survivor benefits based on the earnings of both your former spouses. Social Security will simply provide whichever one is larger. And if your own retirement benefits greater than either of your survivor benefits would be, well, you get that amount instead. Yeah, and that's good information, Albert. I don't think I've heard it broken down quite like that before. So what's next? Well, here's another wrinkle, Tony. 
you can switch from one to the other. So often retirement and spousal benefits fall under a rule called deemed filing. With deemed filing, when you claim one benefit, you're considered to also be claiming the other benefit if you're eligible for both of them. However, that's not the case when it comes to survivor benefits. If you aren't already receiving any Social Security benefits, you can apply for that and survivor benefits simultaneously. And again, you'll receive whichever is the larger of the two amounts. But you don't have to, and that provides you with some financial strategy flexibility. Yeah. Well, give us an example of that, though, so we can understand that a little more. Okay. Well, here's the scenario. Your late spouse made significantly more money than you during their life. Here, you may want to ponder claiming your retirement benefit first in order to have some Social Security income, and then wait until your full retirement age to take the entire larger survivor benefit. You could also flip this example around. If your retirement benefit would be larger, certainly this is a part of the process that could get, you know, a little tricky. So I would really recommend working through it with a financial services professional. Well, yeah, and that's where you come in and you help so many people with this. And, you know, during the first segment, you mentioned divorce. Tell us how that fits into all this. Yeah, you know, the biggest key is that divorce isn't disqualifying. Now, if you were married to someone for a minimum of 10 years before divorcing, you may be entitled to survivor benefits based on your former spouse's earnings history when they die. Essentially, the rules on age and payment amounts for a divorced spouse are identical as those for a widow or widower. Furthermore, taking benefits as a surviving ex-spouse doesn't affect survivor benefits paid to the widow or widower or vice versa. For example, if both filed for Social Security at their full retirement age, both would qualify to receive 100% of the late excess benefit total. Well, yeah, and that's interesting, but it does leave me with this question, Albert. What happens if you're remarried <laughs> after you've been divorced? Ah, yes. Well, if you walk back down the aisle before you turn 60 or 50 if you're disabled, you're uh, no longer eligible for survivor benefits based on a previous spouse's earnings history. However, you may regain eligibility if your later marriage ends because of divorce or death. Now, remarrying after those ages doesn't affect your eligibility for survivor benefits related to a previous marriage. Ah, okay. So children may also be eligible for survivor benefits in certain cases. Uh, what do you have for us on that? You know what? Children of a worker who has died may be eligible to collect survivor benefits up to 75% of what their deceased parents was either receiving or would have received from Social Security. Now, as of July 2022, almost 2 million children were receiving survivor benefits. Now, children may receive survivor benefits if they're both unmarried and under the age of 18. They may also be slightly older if they're still attending elementary or secondary school on a full-time basis. Now, eligibility ends at high school graduation or age 19 years and two months, whichever is first. Those disabled because of a condition that happened before age 22 also qualify for survivor benefits. 
Lastly, stepchildren who meet any of the criteria I just uh, shared may also qualify in certain situations. So when you apply for survivor benefit on behalf of a child, you'll be required to provide proof of the relationship with the deceased. A birth certificate or adoption record is usually sufficient enough, Tony. Yeah, you got to have those things. Keep them on file and uh, you can utilize that at that time. Now, you've been talking about the ins and outs of Social Security survivor benefits today, and I think this is very helpful. What do you have for Mm -hmm. us in our final segment? Well, you know what? Let's stick with the Social Security theme, but now let's look at what may be the right age for you to file. Uh, A Motley Fool article uh, is claiming Social Security at 62 really a smart move right now. Well, As we've discussed on previous shows, and as just about any financial service professional will tell you, figuring out when you should begin taking Social Security is probably one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make. After all, your decision would determine how much money you receive each month for the duration of your retirement. And as many of our listeners probably know, the earliest you can file for Social Security benefit is age 62. But filing at that age means you'll be hit with as much as a 30% reduction in your monthly payment. And don't forget that reduction is permanent, which means this is a decision you'll want to give a lot of thought. Wow. Yeah. And you do have to really make sure you make the right decisions and understand this. And I appreciate the fact that you run Social Security maximization reports for folks that show them Mm -hmm. what to do as far as spousal benefits, things like that. And, you know, in addition to that whopping reduction of 30% you just mentioned, what are some other good reasons that our listeners out there, though, uh, should wait to file? Yeah, I mean, you know, while not everyone is in a position to delay their filing, if you can do so, well, obviously it may provide you with some financial benefits. You can delay filing up until age 70, And the longer you wait, the more you'll receive each month. For some folks, working past their earliest filing date can result, well, in additional several hundred dollars a month. Now, let me give you an example. If your full retirement age is 67, it would result in a monthly benefit of, let's say, about $1,600. But if you choose to file at age 62, you'd be starting or staring at that 30% reduction which would mean a monthly benefit of $1,120. That's almost $500 that you lose. Now, ask yourself, what $500 would mean for groceries, gas, and utilities? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, it adds up. And what happens if a person waits to file until they're 70? Well, by waiting to file until age 70, you actually receive 124% of your full benefit amount. That means your monthly payment would actually be $1,984 a month. That's $864 more a month that you would have received had you filed at age 62. Now, nobody can predict with complete accuracy where the stock market and economy are hitting. So if the market sinks or the economy enters recession, well, it could have short-term implications for your retirement finances. And if you're running behind on your savings goals, the opportunity for a significantly higher monthly social security benefit, well, maybe all the enticement you need to delay filing. Yeah. I think those are clearly compelling numbers, but uh, are there times when filing early may work best for some people and they want to file early or should? <laughs> 
No, there are, Tony, of course. Uh, in fact, if you think it's possible, you may have a shorter lifespan than the, let's say, the average person. Filing for Social Security early may help you get the most out of your benefit. Now, while each monthly payment will be smaller than, you know, you would have received if you delayed filing, you'll at least receive more payments in total in this scenario. Now, I certainly understand that contemplating your life expectancy isn't very pleasant, but when it comes to your retirement finances, it's a reality where you should meet head on. By delaying Social Security, you're basically betting that you'll live well into your 80s, if not longer. If you're forced into retirement sooner, though, than you initially planned, or if you have health problems, well, filing for Social Security on the early side then may be in your best interest. Yeah, well, and, you know, considering everything we've talked about so far, how does a person ultimately determine what Social Security strategy is right for them, then? Uh, that's such a tough, tough uh, thing to determine. You know, like with most pieces of our financial lives, the answer isn't one size fit all, um, Tony. In fact, it comes down to your individual circumstances and goals. You know, if your savings isn't at the level you need, that, well, may mean that you're going to be heavily reliant on your Social Security income during retirement. Accordingly, waiting until your full retirement age, if not longer, may make your monthly payment significantly larger. But conversely, if you've built an adequate nest egg or you're forced into early retirement, filing for Social Security earlier may be your best move. As we discussed, there are times when smaller monthly payments are worth the trade-off. There you go. And I think sometimes people can think of Social Security as a bit of a connect the dots kind of thing. What I mean here is sometimes people decide when they want to retire and then file all without uh, much thought about an actual strategy. But in your opinion, what are some of the benefits then of working with somebody like yourself on Social Security? You know, most importantly, in my opinion, uh, is the simple fact that many financial services professionals know Social Security like the back of their hand. Rules, regulations, tips, tricks, you name it. And even yearly changes like the potential cost of limit adjustments are all things a financial service professional will be able to help you with. Additionally, a financial services professional will have a clear picture of your entire financial strategy, everything from your savings, 401k, uh, investments, and anything else. Because of that knowledge, they'll be able to show you how the amount of Social Security you'd receive each month at various ages would fit into your broader financial strategy. So basically, they're going to help you put a financial plan together, an income plan, so you can better maximize what makes sense for you with Social Security. There you go. And I think that's the bottom line. And this has been a really timely show. It's important to understand Social Security benefits before you file and you do need a strategy. How can our listeners get a hold of you to get that Social Security maximization report run? Yeah. If you have questions about Social Security, please visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office at 586-752-7008. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for, folks. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Have a great day, folks. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. 
For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.